0: It's time now for KMTS Connections, a public affairs program from KMTS News. Heard weekdays around 1230. Once again, it's Gabe from the KMTS Morning Show. Symphony in the Valley's next concert is titled Harmony in Color and Sound. No, it's not about singing. It'll make sense. Trust me. Kelly Thompson, maestro Kelly Thompson is here with us today. Randy Adams also from Symphony. And uh, Lisa Lucio, who works for STEM Center USA. And uh, also has, you might say, a connection to uh, the Symphony as well. You've heard us talk with uh, Lauren, uh, Lauren, with Warren a few times over the years. And uh, so uh, Lisa is uh, Warren, is married to Warren. So, I'm very sorry. I'm kidding. <laughs> we were actually, before we got started. Actually, we were talking about what a great guy Warren is. Um, I don't even know where to start with this one because it's so interesting. I guess Kelly, I'll start with you as I as I frequently do. Um, each symphony show has a little different theme. And for anybody that's tried to come up with ideas for themes, it's not always easy. And sometimes the ideas come to you as it sounds like they kind of did in this case.
1: So, um, yeah, we, um, and Randy helped a ton with the, the, the selection for the STEM, uh, collaboration for this, this show with the kids. Um, and, you know, we, we looked back and listened to a and looked at a bunch of Haydn. We kinda got in that direction and went through several symphonies and I kinda steered us towards one oh four after a while just because um I felt that one would be a good um a good fit for this collaboration and for our orchestra. Um and I think it, it is coming together really well. We're doing the first, third, and fourth movements of that, um, which is about 30 minutes of music in and of itself. Um, really neat. Um, one of the, the London symphonies that he, he composed. And, uh, I just, I think it's the culmination. It's, uh, it's done a lot. So, um, that might be the one thing initially we were going to try to find something that was a little less, uh, familiar, I guess, but, uh, Came back to that one, and I think uh, I think it's uh, was a good choice. Um, I think the audience will very much enjoy it, and I believe the kids uh, enjoyed uh, listening to it as they did their artwork as well. So,
0: so artwork that kind of leads us into the next the color step. Part, yeah. Yes, right, exactly. <laughs> um, Lisa, explain what STEM Center USA is and how it pertains. To the symphony show, by the way, in this case, STEM refers to science, technology, engineering, and math. In case you have not heard that uh, that term before, Um, so STEM in our area actually works with Liberty Classical Academy, and then Colorado Homeschool Enrichment, um, providing what you might call uh, elective uh, classes. For 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 students from kindergarten all the way through uh, seniors in high school, but um, talk about exactly how all of this works and how it ties in with the symphony.
2: Absolutely, um, STEM Center USA is a California-based company that provides um, STEM learning programs for, as you mentioned, K through twelfth graders. Um, it's a very innovative company. We we offer in-person, uh, virtual, and hybrid classes, which is how we got involved with Liberty Classical Academy and the Colorado Homeschool Enrichment students. Um, we, what makes us different is that we provide everything for the courses to excite and engage these students with hands-on uh, projects and opportunities to learn about engineering and um, creativity through STEM projects. Um, And what happened was, I had a conversation with Ruth Molman from Symphony in the Valley during one of their previous concerts and mentioned STEM Center USA and what we are doing with the LCA students. And suddenly, we had a new project in the works um, and without kelly's knowledge we move forward <laughs> <laughs> and,
1: and then they brought me in later yeah. yes. <laughs> yes. Right. Well, you know
0: it's kind of important to let the uh, bus driver know where, where, the, where the destination <laughs> is <laughs> you might say every now and then correct so that's that's what i was talking about how sometimes these things actually
2: find you yes and this happened very organically if you will mm-hmm. um By talking about STEM, I jokingly said to Ruth, well, you know, the M in STEM is math, but it could also be music. Okay. And that's how we took off with the idea of how can we do a project with the students that incorporates STEM concepts with music and introduces something totally new for the students in the way of, art and music and stem
0: music is actually pretty mathematical very much honestly uh it's actually really interesting because literally just over the weekend we were having a conversation with somebody who was asking about um thirds and fourths and fifths in music and so a, a whole conversation about that and it's be it time signatures a uh, number of uh, notes in a measure it's all actually very mathematical even tempos are mathematical in uh, nature yeah, and I mean, and the,
1: the good part for me is I only have to count to four so that's- <laughs>
0: There there are no those, high <laughs> math for you. There are none of those like jazz 7/4 time signatures or anything like that anything Not, not this? in this concert anyway. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fair enough. dotted eighth notes and and all of that stuff. So Randy, what is your involvement in this aside from of course performing in the uh, symphony?
3: I'm the manager of the symphony. Okay. So I, I communicate with uh, the public and with the venues, and I help Kelly out when um, when he's deciding concert programs. And so for this concert program, we uh, we just sat together, we had lunch or something, and uh, we started throwing things out and what do we want to present in a children's concert and what do we think will uh, will be appreciated by the audience. And I had it in my mind uh, because I had done some Baroque music over last summer. I had it in my mind pretty seriously. That I, I wanted to hear some Baroque music out of our orchestra. And so I pressed Haydn into the conversation quite a bit. And I love where Ken- Kelly ended up. Uh, 104 is just a fantastic, it's familiar, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's happy. It's a, it's a great piece of music to, to just sit back and listen to.
0: We're talking about Franz Haydn here, right? Franz Josef, yes. Uh, an Austrian composer of the classical period, instrumental in the development of chamber music, like the string quartet and piano trio. Very much. Very prolific. Very, very
1: prolific.
3: 104 You got centuries? that right off the
1: top of your head. I'm amazed. <laughs> <laughs> <you> go,
0: <laughs> it's almost like a computer. I didn't <laughs> see a phone in your hand at all. <laughs> Once again, thank you, Wikipedia, for making me sound smarter than I really am. <laughs> for folks that are listening, uh, for instance, like me, um, I, of course, have heard of, of Haydn. I could not tell you... 104 from highway 101 in, you know, the, on the California coast are, is there a, you know, in modern music, we always talk about hooks. Is there a hook in 104 that would be familiar to people or has it been in popular culture anytime in the last few years that, that someone listening who may not perform in a symphony would recognize?
3: I would imagine so. I, I think it's been used for several commercials, and uh, it, it's pretty—it's pretty familiar. Yeah. So, I, I so let see. us hear a
0: couple notes. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I'm going. That's where I really want to hear. <laughs>
1: we could probably come up with uh, something, um, but uh, the—I don't think you want to hear yeah, us <laughs> sing. There's a reason <laughs> that
3: my band director gave me a trombone. So
1: I mean, I can. I've that, heard right? Kelly sing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. But I, I mean, I, I don't think I could do it justice. We could potentially come up with a, a brief uh, recording of it um, that we could play, maybe. Um, but uh, you know, it being you know thirty minutes long, I don't know. I'm sure there are bits and pieces like right. Andy's saying that have been used here and there, like most I classical music. Yeah, yeah, I don't know is it is as, as as famous as you know some of the other works that have been you know used in movies and things. Uh, in the past. I think uh
3: 88 was used in Bernstein the the recent movie Bernstein. Okay. Uh, he they uh they focused on 88 for some reason.
1: That's but I mean if you major think
2: 88? Oh no, the, I'm the, sorry. 88 uh, symphony movement. 88. Okay. Oh okay. Yeah, so if okay. you think
1: about this there's there's 104 symphonies that Haydn wrote. So or did he write anything after 104? No, I think 104, I think 104
3: is the, is the end. Uh, his London symphonies I think are the end of his symphonies. Wow.
1: But that's a lot. So and I a mean ton
3: <laughs> of string quartets, he pretty well invented the string quartet in its modern form. Right.
0: which is kind of what uh, Wikipedia Yeah. <laughs> said. <laughs> If you would like to hear harmony in color and sound, the Symphony in the Valleys, uh, this is the spring performance, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Until we swing into you're, spring. You're not helping me out, Kelly. <laughs> Friday, March 1st at the Ute Theater in Rifle. That's a 7 o'clock show. And then Saturday, March 2nd at New Hope Church in Newcastle at 2 o'clock. Tickets at sitv.org. We kind of touched on the artwork, so the color portion of this will flush that thought out when we return. You're listening to KMTS Connections. For those of you who are listening to this interview online, the beginning of our second segment began with a piece of Haydn's 104th Symphony, which, due to licensing issues, we cannot provide in recorded form. If you'd like to hear it for yourself, just Google... Haydn, H A Y D E N, 104 Symphony, and you can hear a sample for yourself. And uh, that's going to be at least the first part of Symphony in the Valley's performance the uh, first weekend of March. Again, the title of the show is Harmony in Color and Sound. I, I swear I've heard that before. Um, you know, fill in the blank. Car commercial mm-hmm. while right. uh, navigating the corners on Independence Pass or something like that. But I, I swear it's been used for some, uh, you know, television commercial at some point over the last. Fifty-two years, very possible. Yeah. And as Randy pointed out, um, the pieces of it are maybe reminiscent of uh, you know perhaps other pieces that you've heard as well. It's very
3: classical, yeah. So when you listen to it, you you get that uh, that Beethoven Mozart kind of experience. But somehow Haydn is left in the lurch when people talk about uh, the big three. They talk about Brahms, Bach, and Beethoven. Uh, we talk about Mozart and his genius, but the influence that Haydn had over their music and our music today is just extraordinary, and uh, it's
0: it's really fun to go back and explore. Interesting, uh, maybe we'll spark some people to, uh, you know, start some YouTube research, <laughs> listen to different symphonies uh, performing this, you know, from who knows where across the across the world, for uh, for that matter. Again, a portion of uh, this uh, does deal with color. It's not just sound. It's harmony in color and sound. Uh, By the way, that was Randy Adams. You just heard the uh, manager from uh, Symphony in the Valley. Kelly Thompson, of course, maestro, and Lisa Lucio, who works for STEM Center USA, who was, um, I guess you might say, providing the color for this.
2: Absolutely.
0: So explain the color in the symphony show.
2: Sure. Um, What we had the students do was a um, four-week project where they were immersed in the music live online with our instructors, and they produced what are called neurographic drawings. And neurographic drawings are very intricate patterns that are created in a free flow manner as the students were listening to the music.
0: So they're clearing their mind, they're listening to the music, and then they're just kind of letting their hand draw whatever whatever it draws. Correct. Are okay. they uh, watching what they're drawing or are they closing their eyes and they're just letting their, their hands wander?
2: Actually, they're doing a little of each. Okay. Um... We have, they are looking at their laptop in front of them with the instructor who is doing the work right along with them. And they use a small glass pebble to push across the paper and just let it flow wherever it goes with their hand and the movement of the stone. And that's what creates the intricate pattern of their drawing so they go from consciously looking at their paper to subconsciously illustrating the music
0: there's so much here and it's it's i feel like it's going to be difficult for us to to be able to describe this to people who have not seen it of course you showed me a couple pictures before we got started uh the f- First thing, there's so many things that come to mind. It reminds me, maybe a little bit of uh, stained glass, although without the patterns. You know, stained glass usually has a repeating pattern. Um, it's 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 really very random. Kelly, Randy, could you describe this this artwork?
3: I'm looking forward to seeing it happen. <laughs> it- I, I I believe uh, you were on the right track when you were. When you were thinking, uh, like, like mind reading, you know, mm-hmm. allowing your your hand uh, to move with whatever whatever sound you he- you hear. So I would imagine that if the, the piece picks up, uh, your blood flow increases, and you start moving the pebble in a weird way. So I'm I'm, I'm really looking forward to uh, to seeing the result of this and and how it uh, and, and whether I can personally. Um, interpret what I'm seeing as what as what I'm hearing. I'm, I'm really interested to
0: see if, if that's balanced. It's very bilateral as well. Uh, you know, right brain, left brain uh, type of thing.
2: Correct, so, and, and the, the sessions actually, what they do is they kind of leverage the individual's ability. I know this might sound really scientific. But to...
0: It's supposed to. That's the that's S. That's right. That's
2: the S. <laughs> it, it helps them create new neural pathways in their brain and their subconscious. Mm-hmm. So this form of art and creativity is often used for uh, therapeutic uh, purposes. So, and also the way it ties into STEM and engineering is by accelerating creativity and innovation, which is key to STEM.
0: Which you know, we kind of started the conversation talking about creativity and coming up with new ideas and themes, and so it all kind of ties together. Uh, yeah the whole the whole bilateral stimulation thing. Everybody's familiar with uh, Freud, right? The the proverbial stopwatch and all of that. He did a lot of research into bilateral stimulation. Somebody wrote a fiction piece about how someone could use that to control someone else's mind, which, of course, is what we still think of today when we think of Freud. It was fiction, and yet it kind of derailed his research. Because everybody thought, oh, you know, I don't want to, you know, cluck like a chicken or you know, <laughs> something like that. And so he had to abandon it, and he eventually abandoned it in favor of what we also know Freud for, you know, the, um, oh, the, well, the Freudian therapy, you know, the, uh, the the kids and their parents and all of that, which is interesting. And it's only in the 20th century that it was rediscovered again, and um, is actually a common therapeutic aid for uh, trauma counseling and that kind of thing. Uh, it's known as uh, EMDR, Eye Movement Desensitization Reprogramming. But in take my case, word for it. Right, but in this, <laughs> case, I went you went know to music school. <laughs> <laughs> Look it up. Look it up on Wikipedia. <laughs> okay. Anyway, it's 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 very interesting how all of this and every
2: drawing is totally unique to each student, and uh, I could not envision it myself until I saw the students in action.
0: Will this be like shown behind the symphony on a projector, or how will the artwork be displayed? Yeah,
1: so um, at each venue, we are we are showing the artwork visually while the orchestra is playing. So that's exactly right.
0: Okay, so kind of like a slideshow, uh, you might Actually,
2: say. Actually, it'll be a video that was taken in oh. real time
1: okay. during
2: each of the sessions, so you can see the progression of the artwork. And we also um, are going to have live displayed displays of the real artwork at each of the venues. So people can look up close at what the students created, and it, I, it's, I highly recommend Coming to this concert, it's going to be amazing in multiple ways.
0: And kind of an immersive experience, I guess you might might call it. We'll take a quick break and talk a little bit more about the music when we return. You're listening to KMTS Connections. Welcome back to KMTS Connections. Again, today we're talking about Symphony in the Valley. Maestro Kelly Thompson is here with us. Randy Adams is Symphony in the Valley manager. And Lisa Lucio works for STEM Center USA. The title of the March 1st and 2nd shows are Harmony in Color and Sound. Friday, March 1st at the Ute Theater in Rifle at 7 p.m. Saturday, March 2nd at New Hope Church in Newcastle at 2 p.m. And um, I guess you could call it kind of kid themed. You know, last year for this show, uh, Symphony performed Wild Symphony, which was. Awesome. Mm, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> I mean you could have chose a better narrator, but oh, everything no. else was <laughs> great. It was just <laughs> No, you did a great job. Fantastic. Yeah, you did a fantastic. Um and so Harmony and Color and Sound features artwork and videos of these students and uh and their artwork uh, as a, a video and then uh, you'll see some stills of the finished work that these uh, students worked on over time. That's just the first half of the show. And that's, again, Haydn's 104th uh, that the symphony will be uh, performing to. Then the second half is uh, some other favorites, including some that were composed by a member of the symphony.
1: Yeah. Um, so well before we go on um, I should mention also about Wild Symphony when we uh, got the rights to that we included a year of streaming That's right, and that is about to come up so if you have not watched that uh, or want to see it again um, sitv.org and go to the videos and and find that Wild Symphony we actually recorded both shows and so you can watch either or both uh, the Ute performance or the new Hope Church performance and uh, like I say we'll have to take those down here in another few weeks, so right. watch them while you still can. Um, but anyway, yeah, so uh, back to this concert. Um, Ian Pasternak uh, has written several things that we've performed over the years, and this one, uh, Punchline Without a Joke. Um, um, yeah, it's it's a really uh, interesting and fun piece, and uh, uh, we may even have a guest conductor for this one. We'll, we'll let you know. Uh, I guess you'll have to show up to find out if that happens. Um, but Uh, One of the things that he says coming from the program notes, uh, written based on the point in life where anyone, though most notably a child, acknowledges their state of existence, the state where one truly acknowledges and questions their senses, their first memory, their lack of notable conscious before their first memory and birth, the fact that they're going to die, and so much more. And for a... uh, senior in high school the Deep thoughts with ian pasternak
0: well <laughs> right. he's a senior now but when he composed the piece he was much younger no this is, no this was written, oh, okay. this one
1: was written this year so, oh okay or well okay. within the last several months anyway, so,
0: yeah. punchline without a joke mhm all right we will look for that one that's yeah. great it's to uh, go back just a little bit to wild symphony you and i spoke about it how everything seems so perfect and the orchestra really seemed to enjoy performing Wild Symphony and we had a conversation about is it because it's something new and exciting um, and challenging in some ways and I I wonder if that's the same with this new Ian Pasternak uh, composition you know it's something new and exciting and engaging that they can really sink their teeth into
1: yeah I think so Um, and I mean um, young composers today don't you know, they write their own rules as they're, <laughs> as they're writing the music. So it's it's very different. And, well, and
0: as unique. they did 200 years ago. Well, yeah, absolutely. You know? I ah.
1: mean, it's just, there's a lot fewer rules than there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Fair no, anyway.
0: Well, technology kind of helps with that too. Absolutely. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. So that's just one piece that'll be performed in the second half. I heard, well, you mentioned a guest composer. Are you talking about Uh, when you might actually get a chance to play with the symphony?
1: Well, that's one of them, uh, a guest conductor. Um, So, yes, I'm going to actually set down the stick and pick up my trumpet and uh, go and perform Prelude Siciliano and Rondo on trumpet uh, with the rest of the trumpet section, um, and Randy will be conducting that one. Um, I first performed that as a junior or senior in high school. I don't recall when, uh, what year it was, but uh, I was... Uh, in Allstate Band, and that was one of the ones performed. And I just I fell in love with the piece then, and, and brought it back. I've I've conducted it with the Symphony many years ago. Um, it's a wind ensemble piece, so it's without the strings. We kind of figured if the entire first half of the show is going to be, you know, a, a chamber orchestra, then the, the, the first thing on the second half should be the rest of the winds and percussion. So um, it's it's a really neat piece, and I really enjoy playing it.
0: It's quite an honor to be asked to be guest conductor. Is um, is this something that you put your name on a list for? It, I mean,
1: he paid me a lot of money. <laughs> Constant
0: begging, <laughs> bartering,
1: well. and uh, flattery. Flattery gets you everywhere.
0: <laughs> so someone once told me, where I'm going with this, I, I recall the late, Van Merritt uh, was guest conductor several times, uh, another great person who I really enjoyed uh, visiting with. And so that's kind of where I'm going is over time being a member of the symphony, you know, for a few years. And obviously there's a reason why Kelly has been the conductor for, what we say, 14 uh, years now?
1: No, it's about 10. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: For quite a while. <laughs> Um, and yet, when you 're asked to be uh, a guest conductor it 's got to make you puff out your chest a little bit maybe
3: it 's an honor for sure it 's an honor uh, to uh, to work with so many good musicians uh, so many adults i i 've I've been a teacher for several years and uh, and working with adults is a completely different experience and um, uh,
0: we have a good time. It, Having said that, you've got some young members of yes. uh, Symphony in the Valley also Yes. that uh, are really very good. We
3: encourage uh, very good high school players to join us, um, and uh, quite a few uh, add quite a lot. And uh, and we're we're really happy to be associated with them and for them to be part of us.
1: And we've even had middle school. Um, Ian started when he
0: was in middle school. That's right. That's right. I do recall that. I remember he was schooling me on what was the the basically the giant recorder that he played. The bassoon. (laughs) That would be me. Uh, <laughs> moving on uh what other pieces have we have we covered everything in the second half oh
1: no um so uh, leroy anderson right. um most well known for sleigh ride probably um we're not doing sleigh ride but um the typewriter uh is a piece that he wrote that actually includes a typewriter, and if uh, if there are young people listening to this that don't know what that is, just Google it, because um, <laughs> we don't use them anymore. But they have a keyboard like a computer, um, but they made a lot of noise, and and he wrote a piece about the typewriter and including it as a percussion instrument. So that's that's a fun one. As the typewriter goes along, back when we used them, they would ding when you got to the end of the line, and that would that would make you ref. Re- set the platen to the next line um and do a carriage return very physically and manually Um, all of those sounds are included um to make the bell sound we actually have one of those those bells that you can ring because you have to do it at a certain time and obviously we don't know when the the bell and the typewriter is going to go off so
0: would that be a carriage return or a Line feed, or both. Uh, I believe both. Actually. <laughs> so if you want <laughs> we're geeking <laughs> out on typewriter talk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah. Anyway, you know I'm going to do something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and,
1: and then l- we're also doing uh, Anderson's Irish Suite, um, which is six movements of um, uh, Irish themed. Folk songs. They're very. It's a very beautiful arrangement that I'd never done before, and so we we got that one for this show.
0: 20th century composers. Uh, Leroy Anderson is definitely up there. What I use the term? Uh, maybe one of the most popular sounding composers. I mean, popular yes. meaning contemporary of the of the 20th century.
3: Certainly, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Everybody knows Sleigh Ride. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Well, and even the other numbers, uh, the other compositions. You know, even though you may not recognize them, they still kind of have that feeling about them. They're very lively and happy, for lack of a better term. Americana. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely.
1: And then last, uh, we're doing a Matador's Tale by Mark Lords, and it's it very much brings <laughs> the the feel of what you what you would hear if if you were there watching the matador and the bull and the whole the whole thing. So.
0: Going to be changing costumes for that one, Kelly? Um, ha.
1: Um, you know, that's a thought. but I, um, I The bull so. or the... <laughs> <laughs>
0: there are times when I thought a red cape might be uh, appropriate for you. Okay. <laughs> or the other way around. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Usually that would be me. And it would be Kelly coming at me with the uh, baton. <laughs> Any other, uh, anything else we need to mention? Um I guess we could always talk about uh, what else Symphony in the Valley does, other than, of course, these great performances a few times a year, um, and that would be the scholarships for uh, high school students.
1: Yeah, we do. We will have scholarship uh, at least one at the end of the year for a senior that um, has been with us and and has performed with the symphony and is going to continue music in some form uh, going forward in their college days. Um, and then, of course, we have the uh, the instrument gifting program and some things like that.
3: Yes. If you at home have a trombone sitting in your closet that's been there for the last 25 years, we would make be it very oh. happy to accept it as a musical <laughs> instrument, not as a lamp. <laughs> But uh, we can find a home for that. We can find a repair shop, and we will find a student, and you will help us change a student's life. So, Absolutely. yeah, get that trombone out of the back of the closet. There's a place for it.
0: And by the way, contact information is on the website as well, sitv.org. Uh, again, you can uh, get tickets on online for uh, the Friday 1st. Friday, March first, performance at the Ute Theater and Rifle at 7 p.m. Saturday, March second, at New Hope Church at 2 p.m. The matinee again, sitv.org, and in addition to contact information, if you have an instrument you'd like to donate, obviously you'll always take uh, monetary donations. For um, I know for every show you've got uh, corporate sponsors. Are there corporate sponsors for this season or these shows?
1: Um, I don't think specifically for the shows, um, you know, beyond just the collaboration with Colorado Homeschool Enrichment. But, um, you know, we do have our our big sponsors, Garfield County, New York Theater Society, Alpine Bank, Glenwood Springs, Ford, KMTS, Holy Cross Energy, City of Rifle, City of Glenwood Springs, and others. Uh, If you go to our website, um, you can see everybody on that same page, the Support Us page. you You can make a donation if you'd like.
0: And I know that for every show, you have a a different number of uh, musicians in the symphony that's able to make the rehearsal schedule and the performance schedule uh, work. So if anyone is listening right now and um, they've got some skills playing an instrument, what is the process for becoming a member of the symphony?
1: So, on, on our website, there is a uh, become a member link, and there's just a, a contact us form to fill out, and that'll come to me, and, and I'll get back in touch with you and go from there.
0: Fair enough. Any final thoughts, Randy? None.
3: No final thoughts. I... <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, don't forget us when you're planning for spring, because swing into spring is going to be right behind this concert. That's
0: right. That's Mother's Day weekend, right? Yes. So we will look forward to that just uh, in, wow, just a couple of months. Yep. Where does the time go? It flies away. If you figure that one out, please let me know. Uh, Lisa, what about you? Any final thoughts?
2: No, just want to encourage all the listeners to come uh, see this show. It's going to be a wonderful collaboration of uh, youth, in the local youth here in the Valley, and uh, working with the symphony has been um, a wonderful experience. I hope I hope you come check out the music and enjoy the artwork.
0: Warren told you this would be fun. It was. Was he right? He was right. Okay, well, I'll have to give him a a tip later.
1: <laughs> 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 Kelly, any final thoughts from you? Uh, no, just uh, like they've said come come see it, at bring your kids. I think yes. I think everybody's going to enjoy the show.
0: Again, uh, tickets and more information at sitv.org. Harmony in Color and Sound, Friday, March 1st at the Ute Theater in Rifle, 7 p.m., then the Saturday matinee on March 2nd at New Hope Church in Newcastle at 2 o'clock. All the best. We'll see you around. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to KMTS Connections, a public affairs program from KMTS News. Heard weekdays around 1230. It's another reason we are the most listened to radio station from Rifle to Aspen.